Before we get started with today's episode, I'm here to ask you to please consider giving me some money. That's right. Crisis Twink has a wonderful listener support option in our show notes through which you can choose to make a small, large, or an astronomical monthly donation to support the operating costs of the podcast. It's entirely optional, but it is much appreciated. So if that's something that's interesting to you, then uh, give it a little look. All right, on with the show. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic favor, just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis today. Uh, Joining me is a true Minnesota legend, the dancing diva of Wadena. It's Wesley Jansen. Hi. Hello, thank you for having me. What a great intro. I know. I thought it was very like honorific <laughs> to a very esteemed guest. The 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 two people from Wadena who will listen to this will really enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, look, we have to shout out like America is built on the towns in between the coasts. I think I, we can all get behind this setup. Oh yeah, like, I. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I've listened to Dak Shepard's podcast a few times. And when he had Josh Demel, he, uh-huh. he, he name dropped Wadena and I lost my mind. Just well, because Josh Demel's from Minot, right? Yeah, but he, yeah. So he spends time like in that West Central Minnesota That's, area. Yeah. yeah, and I could not believe it that he that he picked Wadena out. Every, like, for whatever reason, there are only two famous people from North Dakota I ever remember. One of those being Josh Jumel and the other being Darren Erstad. Do you know who Darren Erstad is? Baseball player? Yeah, he's a baseball player. And I only remember that because I played MLB 2002 religiously as like an elementary school student. And he was the leadoff hitter for the, the then Anaheim Angels. Yep, 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 yep. I think, wasn't Wiz Khalifa born in like Fargo or something like was that? Was he? Okay, wait, that's <laughs> something I'm looking at. born up. in Fargo and then like grew up, I think, in Pittsburgh. He was born in Minot. Or Minot, what? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, because there's a military base there. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Wow, I had truly no idea though. That's North Dakota is, I mean, Minnesota, I will like bang the drum for until my dying yeah. day. Minnesota or North Dakota, that's a state that exists in between, <laughs> like I, a liminal I, space. I, I, I forget of its existence most of the time. And Fargo, I just consider as part of Minnesota. So. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I'm really like, there will be a time in the next 20 years that like some New York Times, like, travel section writer is going to put forth like what about Fargo as like the next like hip American city and I would like to be alive when that happens I'd like to see that 
Yeah, it is, it is like a cool, coolish spot, uh, depending on what you're going for. Just like growing up, that's like where we would go, like if we wanted to go shopping in any type of like mall area. Yeah. Uh, Argo was closest. So that's that's where we'd go. One of my classes this quarter talks about how essentially like one of the major ways right now to make a small size to medium sized city an attractive like living and tourist destination is essentially to hipsterize it like mm -hmm. get everything artisan like you know put up like a bunch of funky breweries and stuff like it's like there's a shorthand for all this right now that I think is really interesting within our lifetime that's kind of started to happen in, in Fargo uh yeah. just happened to college there in DSU also is a big draw I yeah think. Like what happens then when every town has the same sort of like big barn wood beam aesthetic? Well, after where we, are we gonna be? Yeah, was you're a former gonna be living on the moon by the time that that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and there's gonna be like a roti and like two like natural wine shops on the moon at that point. Um, you you were a Cleveland resident for a little while. Was Cleveland like that? um they were on their on their way see I was there yeah. 2018 to 2021 and even within that three-year period the amount of development that happened uh was substantial particularly like um larger apartment buildings um how much of it was affordable who's to say um yeah but there were lots of uh, lots of developments and like new shops popping up so Cleveland was having a having a good decade in general, yeah. I'd say just from the people I spoke, like 2000, it was still in a tough spot. Um, yeah. And starting to starting to grow a bit, which is really nice. And I was always shocked that Cleveland couldn't um, kind of sustain just because they have the Cleveland Clinic, you know, the yeah. second, no, like there, second there's like, country. There's definitely like somewhere to like build a foundation around. And I know that like there's like arts and stuff in Cleveland too, obviously. Like Cle Cleveland is not like the worst place in America. I that agree. sounds like fan faint praise, but like truly like people just shit on Cleveland all the time. It's not. Yeah. Oh, and I, I used to be one bad. of them. And I, now when I do, it's out of a place of love. It's out of a place of admiration for, for Cleveland and the people there. Uh, but it used to, yeah, just be yeah. the... I, I think the two cities I grew up shit talking the most were Philadelphia and Cleveland. I've ended up living in both of them for some yeah. time. So it's just kind of a karma. Karma might exist. Philly is cool too. I like Philly. Like, I, I mean, the people in Philly are like outrageous, but like that's part, kind of part of the appeal. Though. That's part of the charm, I think. Yeah. My pick for the worst American city. And I, we are sending a little like, candle out into the ether for everyone who lives in the city this is not personal to you this is just yeah. opinions 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 charlotte north carolina is the worst place in america interesting i, I hate charlotte it is a big office park okay there is nothing to do there like and you know i went i went to college in like the raleigh durham area which <laughs> is like kind of 15 years out of its like hipsterification a yeah. little bit like and it that is like gentrification obviously too but like the hipster fying of it all is like very like specifically this kind of aesthetic charlotte 
has like I feel like has had every opportunity to make itself nice and presentable to the rest of the world and has just simply not done anything of the sort. I, d- doesn't just Bank of America just run that town? They have just yeah. five buildings and yeah. So that would and, add up. That would you know, not a shock that like the fine people at Bank of America are not esthetes or like committed <laughs> to like prettifying or like cultural learnings or anything, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's rare to me to find a town that is truly like soulless mm-hmm. and the way that Charlotte, North Carolina is. Interesting. And I would rather take a town that is like scrappy and trying its best over Charlotte, North Carolina. And that is Cleveland. The, the people, yeah. the people that it, it's a football city too, even if their team is just the ultimate disappointment. Yeah. That was something else. No, I, I went to a tailgate two days after moving there because one of my friends from college had moved there earlier. And upon my arrival, I get greeted by a 10 year old with a beer ready like the whole poke <laughs> shotgun. and i'm just like oh my god wait the 10 year old was shotgunning yes. no 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 he, oh, he gave oh, oh. Me, I'm not gonna drink it but he he had already gotten the hole in it to be shotgun and i was just like who did you do this that's so funny like okay you know those old greek like mural fresco things where it's like the the god is like drinking wine Mm-hmm. And there's like a little like cherub being like, oh, yeah, like that, a goblet no, of wine. That's yeah. the Cleveland version of like the, the wine cherub. In the in the in the Muni lot, they call it there. I saw so yeah, that was some pretty wild stuff. I went to that and I tailgated an Eagles game once. And oh we, yeah, so Eagles fans are supposed to be wild, but I honestly thought the Browns fans in Cleveland were much more intense. They were less rude, which is probably a good thing, uh, but they were just more intense. Not they quite should, Bills Mafia, but I think pretty close. No, Bills, well, the, see, this is the thing. Like, they should make some sort of, like, like hard knock spinoff almost where in an American gladiator style, like, kind of cage arena, four members from four different NFL fandoms, like, tailgating fandoms, go head-to-head in a, in a, 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 a combat scenario. <laughs> I think that would be interesting for the people to watch. I'd be intrigued. I think the Bills would probably win every week. Like, yeah, different breed, but yeah. Um, I do think it's time to play our first segment. So we are going to play Go Call the Governor. I'm going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history, and you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. There are no wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay, first scenario here. I'm still on Wiz Khalifa's Instagram page. Sorry, I need to exit out of that. Um, the time 100 most influential list, conceptually speaking, does the governor need to be called? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. Okay. At, at this point, what 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 are we getting out of it? Um, Thank you. And who do they usually pick? Someone like Elon Musk, which that could be a whole other episode about that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Or just, yeah, I, to, to my point too, like haven't they just picked like war criminals in the past as well? Um, I think they've got, you could, you know, put up a subset of the, the winners that have been war criminals. Uh, yeah. so, um, I, at this point, I think, why are we doing this? Why do we give them that power? 
Well, especially like, so I have the list was announced today. And oh, I didn't it, it literally, I like, it has luminaries such as Zendaya next to Vladimir Putin. Uh-huh. Um, Pete Davidson, who no spoilers, but we will be talking about a little later is on here. Um, Channing Tatum, Zelensky. Channing Tatum? What is it? Joe Rogan, literally Joe Rogan next to Katanji Brown Jackson. Like, there's a lot going on here. Yep. I... Yeah, I, I just don't see I see the point in it, and I think you know it, it's it's outlasted its its use. Yeah, in an age where like even the word influence is so watered down at this point that it is borderline meaningless. Like this this list is just a a compendium of people's whose names you saw this year. Yes, That's it. Like they looked at the top one hundred people that were Googled or something. Yeah. Is okay so on oh wait no say that again oh i mean that would have a rhyme or reason if if we just looked at the top 100 people that are googled rather than cherry picked yeah and then they each get a nice photo that should be how we do it every year like though i mean if that were the barometer we would have johnny depp and amber heard as like one and two which we probably like don't do that yeah is it is it ordinal still? Like, do they rank them or is it just a, a list of- It's um, not ranked, but the way it's organized is uh, very shocking, I would say. Um, if you could guess, out of the, let's say 25 leaders in the leaders section, where do you think Joe Biden is on this list? Out of 25 in the ordinal position. Ugh, 20s, somewhere in the 20s. Okay, that a little, a little too cruel to Sleepy Joe, um, I mean, but he is at seven. Okay. Um, he is in between Ron DeSantis and Yoon Suk Yeol, who is the South Korean president. Okay, and I mean, just going back to the initial point, like Ron DeSantis, like giving that absolute asshole a piece to like j- just getting free pu- publicity. There's just, there's no point to it. Like what was influential? I guess Ron DeSantis was like technically influential in that he is. Yeah, yeah. But like to have him and Mark or Sarah Jessica Parker on the same list, <laughs> very close proximity to each other. Yeah. Um, what is that doing? Like, it is a snapshot of our culture in that, like, yes, these are these famous people we talked about this year, but also, like, look how, like, we are in, like, a random era still. Like, everyone's like, oh, let's just throw all these people together and see what cooks, like. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems like it's outlived its, outlived its use, because I think they've been doing this for quite some time. One of the other, yeah, I'm I'm conflating this with person of the year, which is also just like a yeah, but meaningless. Like yeah, they're but they're they are redundant. Like we pick this one person, but like here are a hundred other people. Yeah, just do one or or just or just stick to one. Like be like confident in your choices. Um, and the other the last little thing here, um, they do have famous people do the interviews or blurbs with the people who are on the list who do you think did pete davidson's blurb colin jost very close 
Um, someone else we will be talking about later, Jack Harlow did the blurb. So Jack Harlow is a published author in Time Magazine. Um, okay, next scenario, Yankee Candle. Does the governor need to be called? Uh, I'm going to have to say no, just out of my sheer ignorance to, to any nuance in having to do with that. Yeah, I in the candle industry or sex? I, I don't, just, just Yankee candle in general. I guess yeah. I don't have a wrong opinion on. Uh, I prefer, I don't know, I've got some, I, I don't think I've ever stepped, like I've ever bought anything. Like from that. Yankee Candle. Yeah. Well, because you're a man of taste and distinction. Like yeah. I do, and I don't mean this in any derogatory sense. I'm clocking you as a man who definitely owns some candles. I, I do actually. I was gonna I was gonna say like mine are more of like the the um like piney, like woodsy uh-huh. type things. So there's like a, a Minnesota uh company. Um what's it called? Uh Great Lakes. It's okay. called they have some really cool um like scented candles and I have like a hat with a loon on it from them. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Recommend. Um, they should definitely sponsor uh, Crisis Point 2 now. Okay, um, yeah, but- give me some free candles, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I'm always in the market for new candle brands because like I really only buy from like, uh, are you familiar with Boy Smells, the brand? Mm-hmm. It's like this like Instagrammy LA-based candle company that have scents, uh, good scents, and at, like, affordable prices. So also, they should do ads for me, too. But um, I I do, I'm always in the market for new brands, though, because I feel like I'm just, like, buying for the same thing over and over again, and I need to, like, shake it up. So pine yeah. is your scent of choice. Kind of that type of, like, outdoors eats. I also have one, I forget the brand, but it's, like, supposed to be, like, they have different national parks have Mm-hmm. like different scents with them so i have like yosemites uh, oh which that's is nice really nice yeah that's so fresh like very much not the yankee candle aesthetic like i always just think of them as like apple pie cinnamon. Okay, and, like, in the, yeah so. like the famous appleton peach bellini candle like i'm not i i don't know that's too heavy of a scent for me and i i don't like malls like shopping malls and mm-hmm. I associate Yankee Candle too much with malls for me to like really enjoy okay, it. being dragged in with your mom and just yeah like, well my, I did not come from a candle family out of the four immediate members of my family I'm the only like scented candle person I I can't say this for sure but I would be willing to bet that I'm the only one out of the five yeah uh, but well because I think like you grow up in a certain environment and scented candles are Yankee candles. Like that's the equivalency. Like it's just like this like smelly thing you get as a gift from someone. And like now as a, as a conscientious consumer, we can like introduce scents into our home in more sophisticated ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like that totally is like, I feel like the only time my mom would ever burn candles is like she, she got it in like a work gift present from just another middle-aged woman who probably mm-hmm. went to Yankee Candles. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a, a good point that it's... Yeah. They just exist in their, in their own little space. Mm-hmm. Okay, final scenario here. Florence Pugh and Zach Braff are still dating. Does the governor need to be called? 
Did you know this? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that they're still dating. I haven't paid much attention to it. I know. I kind of, it's one of those things you kind of forget about and then. So who is he with before? Um, oh. My that's a good question i i this relationship has been so long at this point that i genuinely like kind of forget that there was an alternative he dated some random woman okay i must have been thinking of someone else i'm gonna go with i'm gonna say no the governor does not need to be called i'm gonna let them be i'm pretty on board with uh the fact that they aren't in the news um repeatedly yeah for being together i think that's all great with me then stay like do your thing then sure the only reason that like this popped up again today is because florence p was seen with um the actor will poulter from we're the millers and midsummer oh that one you know that guy he's like the kid and we're the millers yeah yeah so they were just having fun interesting but people were like oh are they dating are, are Florence Pugh and Zach Braff done no she's just she just has a male it's happened, friend it's happened today yeah oh man I yeah I, I grad school is not good for uh being caught up with with things but the thing is it's also not news like there's no reason to be looped into this that's why you're on a stupid podcast right now for me to yeah. like hey bring this to you I I'm I'd be lying if I said I'm not doing like walking to class and listening to like episodes of this, listening to Sara mention yeah. that melon. I, I guess people right. talk about this. There was free fruit at um, the computer science building last week. And do you know what was the only thing left? I can guess. I, for, I don't need a, I don't, I don't need an MPP to know that. It's the honeydew, I'm sure. <laughs> it, it was. And I was going to sure send it to you both and just simply say discuss I, it would have caused a war a, 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 conf, a conflagration in the chat um and I, I was told earlier that day that i'm a chaotic neutral and i think that is just wait a, who, a little, who told you that oh that's a violent thing to say so well, I, I, I agree we were talking it was on the subject but i would agree that i'm a chaotic neutral i can I can use it for good or I can just use it to get people riled up like in that scenario. I like that. That's like, it, you know, it's not black and white. It's it's the yeah. interesting gray space there. But like, I feel like what's alternative? It's chaotic, neutral, and boring neutral. What's the other one? Well, it's like, it's it's like the, the three by three like diagram. Yeah. Chaotic, good, chaotic, neutral, chaotic, evil neutral good new true neutral neutral evil and then um oh what is the other one i don't think it's boring chaotic chaotic neutral and then lawful good it's lawful lawful. oh yeah i don't even i I don't think i know anybody at lawful area um but yeah lawful good lawful neutral lawful evil yeah that's fine. Chaotic neutral is kind of a fun place I, I to be though, out a, of those. It is a fun place yeah. to be in most of the time. Uh, I know it like stresses out classmates seeing like how jumbled my thoughts are yeah. in my code, but it, it all like works out. I know there's a method to the madness. Exactly. But there are some people who are so, so type A I work with that it's just kind of, it's, it stresses them out to see how I, how I work day to day. Yeah. 
I want to meet the person who's like smack dab in the middle of the matrix, like the true neutral people. Where are they? Yeah, I. I feel like that's somewhere. Yeah, those are the people who should be in charge. I think. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say when lawful good is right there. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But like the true neutral people, I think have the like. There's like a smooth frictionlessness. I I would agree. We that's need, good for we, leaders. Yes, we need all. You, we need you to be in touch with all of the other. Uh, yeah. Areas. Lawful good. I don't trust anybody like that. There's something up. No, that's like people who self-describe as Gryffindors. I'm like, what are what are we doing here? I recently figured out what house I was in. And that was uh, growing up, I was big into Harry Potter. Yeah. So when I was asked, like, what house are you in? I said, I have no idea. So I took it. Yeah. If you you want to guess what I am, but uh I feel like you're either a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff. Am I wrong? Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. I feel like recently, I had this conversation with other people the other day too, and most of them were Ravenclaw. I was very like surprised by that because I feel like heretofore I have not met a lot of Ravenclaws. Wow, what fun to talk about Harry Potter on a podcast in 2022. I didn't think I was going to be the one. Yeah, like I said, I know. I, I couldn't I couldn't name more than like five characters from the whole series but well I like those books and I'm I'm sorry that she's she is the way she is right now because she is a, a menace yes. and a terrorist and I hate her but um yes. I am a Slytherin and I do know that about myself because okay. I took the quiz I took the quiz yep. and that's what I got so um okay uh jk rowling don't do ads for us candle companies please do um (laughs) we are gonna take a quick break and we will be right back and we're back let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency wesley what are you rushing to the er today i just wanted to take a moment to talk about how goofy dudes are just having a good year yeah just from all over the, the good the chaotic and the bad, all of them, they're all um, having a good year. See, now we're, we're, we've, we're, we've identified a framework and we're applying the framework. Oh, wow. And look I at, love that. Look at look that. Look at that. So I walk me, what constitutes a goofy dude? I, so I was trying to think of before this, what, what would constitute, and I don't know if I have an answer because there are just so many arenas where, where it can occur. I think it's, kind of that definition of pornography where it's like you know it when you see mm-hmm. it I think uh just because they're professional athletes actors rappers it would all kind of fall under this goofy dude but they're all very different in their own ways yeah yeah like I, I mean so we touched a little bit on Pete Davidson and Jack Harlow earlier in terms of the most influential men slash people mm-hmm. in our culture right now um Two of our goofiest dudes, it must be said. Yes, definitely. But again, they're just very different. Whereas I would put Pete Davidson in that chaotic, yeah, uh, but also just kind of goofy and fun and just kind of in his own skin. Of course, like a disclaimer, all these guys are not without um, without their own flaws. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they've all done some things that aren't great. I mean, Pete Davidson, we talk about the whole breakup with Ariana Grande, yeah. he did not awesome things. Um, but at the same time, he just, this past year has just kind of 
continued on that. I wouldn't even say he took off this past year because he's been launched onto a run yeah. for like six years. Now he's his fame has really it's been very gradual, but he's about as big as it gets right now in terms of like celebrity in 2022 like dating kim kardashian mm. like what yeah where do you go from there as like, far as celebrity goes yeah i don't know who would be like in a, a a higher tier yeah like he could date the queen of england that would be shocking but i think that's truly the only thing that could like do it a bit and then we'd be like no wait yeah, no, yeah. Then people no. would be like actually that's really cute like they're really cute together <laughs> um no i'm I... glad he's getting out there again yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot he was dead oh oh my god have you seen that video of um the bbc announcing the death of prince philip over like they interrupt like a BBC One house music radio show to be like, it's like something like, <laughs> no, no. Like, and oh. then it's like, we over the beat, the guys like, we interrupt this broadcast to announce the passing of uh, the Duke of Edinburgh. And then the beat goes back. And like, it's great. I'll have to send you this video. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, P- so Pete Davidson's definitely chaotic. Where would you put like Jack Harlow on this scale? I've got to put him, if we're going the, the lawful chaotic and or sorry the uh good bad and chaotic i've got to put him on the bad uh there's just something about him that i i know we've talked about him before but to just go into, like the last album was just to me kind of like uh this is so like soundcloud rapper yeah um, like uh, yeah somebody called it like drake beats like just like very poor rhymes over drake beats yeah and just the way he carries himself out of all the like kind of like quirked up white boys uh <laughs> modern parlance he's the one who yeah either wrong way we're just like his the the way he speaks to it's like i i've met quite a few people from louisville kentucky and none of them talk like that no. um, yeah and and just like and of course language sometimes can be more of like a socioeconomic kind of background influences it um however i looked it up and he went to like one of the the one of the two high schools that had like the ib program so it's like he was not like yeah he was he was um (laughs) yeah he was in a very nice high school he's Um, a magnet student like that's crazy yeah Yeah. he would have you believe he is from like eminem eight mile and wherever what a great um kind of segue is tying in like speaking about Cleveland and Eminem uh, Machine Gun Kelly is also a fraud too because yeah. he's from Shaker Heights Ohio yeah which, which is a hugely wealthy suburb it's, it's where all the doctors from Cleveland Clinic live but yeah he's out, out here rapping he's an east side Cleveland wild boy like no you know high school he went to like the same high school as like Kid Cudi did yeah your uh, real name is colson like you're yeah. not <laughs> you ain't <laughs> slick for this um no but he's kind of in that similar like harlow where it's kind of like i don't i don't think he i don't think he's smooth either like there's that no. one video of him he went up to who was it on the red carpet like trying to give an interview um i'm, I'm blanking are we talking about jack harlow or mgk yeah ja- uh, sorry jack harlow going back oh to oh was it um was this the emma chamberlain one at the met gala I think so, where he like went up to try like and he was like, I love you. Yeah, and just like yeah. just like trying to be like smooth and people are like, oh my gosh, look at him. And it's like, no, that was 
that was really cheesy and she looked very uncomfortable. Like you were not like cool. Like that's, I, I just, it's like that whole vibe of his is just like everything I don't like. And like, yeah. I would not want to be friends with people that act like that either. This is the part of the podcast where I say it, uh, it works for me. <laughs> like okay. I'm, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. I, I cannot believe you're cutting me on candid camera admitting this, <laughs> but like, I do find Jack Harlow's music unlistenable to almost. I like that Fergie song just fine, but the, um, I don't, I like it. He is quirked up. I if he, know. he was like, if he, he said hi to me, I'd be like, I don't know. I'd be probably like high back or something. I'd, say okay. hi. <laughs> I'd definitely say hi. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's just there are a few things where I think like the the way he speaks to where it's like, that's not cool. But also, I think it is my personal opinions where it's just like, a, maybe even maybe if we're getting way deep uh, in my brain, maybe just jealousy of his uh, of his of his boldness. I don't I don't. It is that. a boldness. Yeah. That's the thing. And you know what? Pete Davidson kind of like I'm the BDE phenomena, not to like invoke that satanic phrase on here, yeah. but like that there is like something very sexualized about goofiness right now like no one in the the 80s was sexualizing like peewee herman <laughs> you know oh like, there's something about right now we're both like ascribing goofiness onto this very specific kind of person and sexualizing at the same time Ab- absolutely very weird and yeah, like why why is this though? Like I've I've been I don't find as a gay man, and I speak for a lot of gay men, I don't think Pete Davidson is that attractive necessarily. And the confidence does not read, but Jack Harlow for whatever reason. He 100%. yeah, he does, the way they admit their their confidence yeah. is quite different. Um, and just kind of to to tie in like the the good side of like the the goofy dude, I think kind of the the Joe Burrow type of like Joe Shiesty. I think that's a type of confidence that I think is, is much different than Jack Harlow's, but maybe one a little more appealing to, to me, that's something that I would want to kind of possess where it's, he's doing his own thing, you know, wearing the, the Joe Burrow chain kind of the the turtleneck combo um, and just kind of, yeah, uh, it's just a different feel and he's doing his own thing. Whereas I feel like sometimes, you know, people, going the route of like Jack Harlow or just trying to repackage something else. Yeah, Jack Harlow definitely feels like an amalgamation of like goofy boys come before him. Like, and he definitely didn't have this persona when like what's poppin' was big a few years ago. Like no one really knew who he was a few years ago. And now he's like everywhere. He's had, as of today, we're recording on a Monday, like um, first class the furry song is at its third week on top of the billboard hot 100 like he's like a bona fide celebrity at this point now absolutely but like i don't really know how that happened beyond like he just kind of like everyone one day was like oh he's kind of hot i guess he was in that lil nas x video that kind of like yeah started rolling the ball downhill but that was like charming though i thought like doing like that gay of a music video with Lil Nas X, who's one of the gayest people we have in America right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it was, there is like, a, it shouldn't be confident, but like, it is confident to do that in the hip hop space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, that's not, a, that's a space that historically has not been very accepting. No. Gay people at all. 
yeah, I, and also he got a chin implant. That's the other thing. Oh, did he? Well, I'm about to send you a photo and you know, I, we're doing this on air. I'm not editing this out, but I need you to take a look at, um, this plastic surgery and I'm going to say alleged, but like, I'm going to say alleged, but like, we know, we know what, what that means here. So, okay. Dropping the bomb. All right. Live on air reaction. I doesn't even look like the same person. It's it, you know what? It's not, I don't, it is, it is a chin implant allegedly so good that it had changed his entire skull. His it's, face just looks completely different. And he got like a stylist, like he got like someone to do his hair nice. Absolutely. like, And just like the way that, um, especially with like getting dental work done that celebrities can do. Yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. I uh, somehow, at least for a period of time, my TikTok algorithm had like a, had a dentist that was analyzing like, whether celebrities had like work done. Um, like the maxillofacial like, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. that's cool, though. Like there are some people where, where the dentist is kind of like, looks like they've just like whitened their teeth. And like Joe Burrow was one of them. Where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, he had a nice smile beforehand. Yeah, I don't think he would want to get veneers as a football player. Yeah. Because like those things, like what they don't tell you about veneers, they come out so easy. Do you know what they do for the veneer process? No. They whittle your teeth down to like little points, like your natural teeth. Mm -hmm. And then they stick the veneer on. Okay. So, so like it's like a pegboard. Yeah. At the root, it's yeah. still very small. Interesting. So then like you, they pop off and you have this like gross tooth nub. Yeah. So yes, I'm glad he didn't get veneers. That's that's gross to me. I love Joe Burrow though. A lot of NFL players are in this goofy category though. Like I think you could make a strong argument that Gronk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I think one of the key differences between like uh, the like Joe Burrow type goofy and the Pete Davidson Jack Harlow is just like historically Joe Burrow. I think would have would be deemed attractive pretty much in any period in recent decades. Yeah. Um, whereas like Pete Davidson or Jack Harlow, maybe not. Um, certainly. I think that is certainly true. That like Joe Burrow's just classically good looking. And regardless of what his personality was, they would say, oh, that is, look, like he's he's got the face of a franchise quarterback. Yeah, like Joe Burrow may not be... Like, he's definitely goofy and hot, but he's not, like, a prototypical. He's almost, it's weird that, like, the conventionally attractive people, that's yeah. the outlier here. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the, the jocks are co-opting uh, goofiness. Yeah, like, someone um, saw, like, Chet Hanks and was like, let me try that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, we haven't brought him up that. It, it would be, we'd be worse to forget that Chet Hanks uh, also played a part in this maybe maybe not he his moment died pretty quickly but he oh yeah was, he was very integral in getting the term white boy summer uh, white boy summer oh yeah. that like that, that was this time last year essentially yeah, like, like white dudes 
wearing chains. I say pulling out my gold. Chain. I know as someone who wears a chain constantly, yeah. too, like it's. Uh, it, I I I I have to add that they they played a part in maybe not me getting chained, but they definitely were part of like what made it more the more mainstreaming. Like, you know, yeah, it is interesting. Like I mean, Chet Hanks definitely does it to an extreme degree but like a lot of the current goofy boys definitely are like sort of co-opting black culture as part of like an like i mean jack harlow is a he's yeah a rapper the, the spectrum yeah um, like pete davidson doesn't really do that much yeah really. and, I, and i think jack harlow just being a rapper is going to be subject to a little more criticism that i mean the criticism i oh yeah i think but I mean, there are there are white rappers who are similar in that sense, but also ones like, you know, when Beastie Boys bust on the scene, there are a lot of people kind of like, well, I don't really know about this, but they did their own thing. I mean, yeah. they played instrument, they did their own thing. And it was pretty quick, uh, pretty quickly after they were like, oh no, these guys are, these guys are good. And they're just doing it uniquely as well. It's, it's like, uh, you know, if you're doing it respectfully and well, and yeah. well, then you can like make up for a lot of like your like interloper status or whatever. Jack Harlow does not do that. I do think the music is indefensible. And the thing that he did recently that pissed me off the most was um, he like this album, the new album that's out that infamously got a 2.9 out of 10 on Pitchfork <laughs> has a ton of 90s and early 2000s R&B samples on it. I, I, I've, I've listened to it once through and I picked up on that and I was like, yeah. Oh. So you're just like picking all, all these things. things. Yep. But then I I don't remember who we did the interview with, but he was doing an interview and he like sounded so ignorant about Brandy, especially like there's a Brandy sample on the album somewhere. And he like doesn't know anything about Brandy. So you're like going to sample this woman who is called the vocal Bible. Mm -hmm. Several number one hits brandy cinderella which we talked about last on last week's episode like icon yep and you're going to take her song and not know where it's coming from yeah and i think that's exactly goes to the point where like the you can appreciate it and that's that's a really big point part of like being able to kind of not appropriate where if you're appreciative of it and also kind of doing your own thing yeah but like if it's just quite obviously because you want to grab a nice sound and sell a few records and yeah that's or just add this like credibility to it too like yeah. you're like oh like i know my references but then like the minute you get asked about it so that was the, your the boy is mine like he sampled the boy is mine yeah right? i yeah. think so and like to brandy's credit um she did say that she was going to kill him <laughs> and <laughs> i think the word she used was murk him um okay. and she was going to do uh vocal runs over his dead body she said so Good for Brandy I, for saying that. I, I that. yes, I will. I will endorse uh, the vocal runs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a true good example. Like Joe Burrow is probably like the best goofy white boy we have. I think, and maybe that's he's the safest because he's I think the he most conventional. The safest. I think Pete Davidson might. You know, in the in the, in the Times, uh, most influential goofy dudes of 2022, Pete Davidson might uh, be at the top of that list. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely the biggest. Like, on the Mount Rushmore, his face is definitely, like, a little bigger 
than the other faces. And I think Joe Burrow, it also helps him that we only really see him like 20 weeks a year. The rest of the time, we kind of forget that he's around. And then once Labor Day hits and we're drafting in our fantasy football leagues, then it's like, oh yeah, like bring him in again. Like let's bring him in. And I think playing in Cincinnati also helps too, because people also kind of forget they, about Cincinnati. <laughs> like, they, they need somebody to do, yeah. to do for them. Because otherwise, like talk about someone like a city that really does not have a ton of famous people from it. The voice, like the announcing voice of public transportation in Cincinnati is Nick Lachey. Wow. So yeah, like, he's from Cincinnati. Yeah. But like you get on the trolleys there and it's like doors closing and the person saying doors closing is Nick Lachey. Wow. The more you know. I did I didn't know that. I didn't spend much time in Cincinnati, but I I um it's a nice day trip. That, yeah, that br- that brings me to uh, another thing that I've been seeing a lot lately and I take part in is the um the hate on Ohio on the, the small yeah. part of the internet that just very much hates Ohio, I think is something that I've uh, enjoyed. Just like the, the you know, things well, to do in Ohio leave uh, is kind of one of my favorites. You're talking to a, a person whose almost entire family is from Ohio, <laughs> so I can... I, I will I not this, participate. I say this again, uh, coming from a place of living in Ohio, I think it's kind of Yeah, weird. it's a tough state, but my, no, like, and my family is not from like big town Ohio. We're actually from the same town that Joe Burrow is from. So like, that's. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I guess that reminds me another like thing uh, with Joe Burrow too, is his, his upbringing and how he, yeah. like, at, as he like became more famous and uh, wealthy how he didn't like forget that and kind of when I think it was when he won the Heisman he kind of gave a shout out to kind of his his hometown and kind of yeah. how it's beat up uh bikes I mean it's a classic yeah. rust story. it is it's very um it's very rust belt like has been ravaged by like the opioid epidemic like it's very it's like an Appalachian town like yep people don't necessarily think of Ohio as being like Appalachia Appalachia but like right Athens up- Rio Grande okay so it is now tuesday we had a technical difficulty you are seeing the sausage being made in real time right now um i'm back with wesley jansen for the last little bit of this magical episode did you have anything else to say about goofy boys i was talking about joe burrow when we i i think honestly interrupted I well, first of all, I just got a flattering comment. I just got done with a floor hockey game and I took off my helmet and somebody gave me the Joe Burrow comparison. Such ah! oh, do not get do not give me a big head right now. Um, but thank you. Uh and I, I guess the the last thing to wrap up is that I think that these goofy guys are just kind of a subset of people that maybe might not be conventionally attractive that are starting to have kind of a nice, a nice moment, whether it's, um, I guess Tom Holland is, is, uh, an attractive guy, but he's another like kind of area where it's, uh, you know, as a shorter man, you yeah. listed on these types of, you know, 
uh, hot as celebs. Uh, so he, he's also putting in some work. He's doing God's work as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, I forget who made the article, but they titled it Short King Spring. And uh, I think he is kind of leading the way. I, I think he's definitely our most visible short king right now. And I yeah. do, I think that's important work. He's my North Star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's labor. Um, okay, so we do have to move on to our final segment. Um, we're going to play Tear the Community Apart. So the rules are very simple. I've picked two songs, and you're going to tell me which one is better. Okay. So I know this. Many who listen do not. You are a Prince mega fan. Absolutely. As a native Minnesotan, it is your birthright. Mm-hmm. I've picked two songs today that are not Prince songs specifically, but they are both two songs written by Prince for other people. Okay. I think I already know the two, but say um Well, we'll see. I, I tried to go a little little off the beat, a little, little, little off the beaten path with these. Um, these are both songs from the late 80s um by two of the most iconic female group slash artists of the decade two songs that i'll be honest i don't particularly enjoy but we'll see if you do so which song is better manic monday by the bangles or sugar walls by sheena easton Mm. I guess my gut reaction was, was Manic Monday, but I feel okay. like just because I've heard it more, I think. Yeah, I, I think and, out of I, the- I can tell, I thought, I did think you were going to do the whole Manic Monday versus nothing compares to you, but that would be too easy of, a, of an answer. Well, yeah, that's definitely the Sinead. The Sinead wins that hands down for me, but also like those are two very different vibes. Like I try to keep the vibes- <laughs> similar but yeah like I, I these you know to me these are two like silly five out of ten songs yep yeah just kind of they they exist and they're fun to listen to but they're not on any of your any of your pre-made playlists that you kind of know I definitely like I mean Sugar Walls is also just kind of like a joke song at this point like it's kind of hard to come out of the gate so like crazy sexual like Nothing you say in the 80s is going to age well now in terms of that, I think. Like, um, and Manic Monday is like, I don't know. I can think of like five Bangles songs that I prefer to. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about joke songs, Walk Like an Egyptian. I don't know if it's like okay to like that song right now, but like that song is a a I have not heard it so long. Was it's it like great. Eternal, Eternal Flame by the Bengals? I like that a lot more. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, great power ballad. And like Sheena Easton has some good stuff too. And like her vocals on You Got the Look. Oh, make the song. great song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Off the, off the best Prince album, in my opinion. So there's my uh, take. So since we're not actually talking about like, we're not, I didn't give you two Prince songs proper in this. Can you just say for the audience, I want to give you the platform. What is your favorite Prince song and why? The name of the, the Prince song changes too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but favorite Prince album, I can say is Sign of the Times. Yeah. I think it's kind of the most outwardly looking uh, album. Whereas, of course, like Purple Rain is just like 
fun. Uh, 1999 is, is fun, but also hits on some more serious notes like nuclear proliferation. But I think mm-hmm. sign of the time is definitely the most outwardly looking kind of, you know, yeah. this this is what I, how I see the world and kind of the problems that are happening. It's, it's got the hits and it's got like just so much forward thinking, yep. ideating, like great. Perfect like mission statement for like. My favorite print song, I mean, it can always change from, you know, depending on I love dirty mind that's a great yeah, fantastic great um as far as the purple rain album like uh I don't know it might be the beautiful ones mm-hmm. uh, I mean also he's got like some of his stuff is just depends on 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 the mood uh yeah I mean he's he's got some inwardly looking ones sometimes it snows in April and kind of the, the the ones you think of Prince kind of dirty mind uh do me baby kind of the yeah the ones that, yeah he he had a, an an insane amount of range for, for like I he gets compared to Michael Jackson so much he was and I think that Michael the, not similar yeah and the ballads are 10 times better like Michael yeah. Jackson ballads to me are almost unlistenable so like <laughs> To to me, the most tragic part is the uh, the one Michael Jackson ballad I like is just kind of a double uh, double problematic one. I just it's it's hard. You know? uh, which one? <laughs> uh, you are not alone. Like the fact that R. Kelly wrote that too. Mm-hmm. Which is like two wrongs are not yeah. making right here. But. Well, <laughs> on that note, real, um, real yeah. no, I mean, but. Uh, I was gonna say stream Prince instead, but you can't. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah oh, is he on streaming again? Okay. Oh, I mean, he has been ever. Um, his estate is is looking for money, so they have been, they they have definitely uh, bastardized, kind of done his exact, uh, the exact against his wishes. Um, yeah. All the I probably need to repopulate my. Apple Music and my Spotify with those versions because all I have are uh, dubious rips. I hope the government doesn't come after me for saying <laughs> yeah. that. So like, I need to. Oh, he's that. he's on. He's on. He's on. So you can uh, add them. Good. Don't come catch me, please. Um. All right. Well, we do have to wrap up, but thank you so much for being here. Um, and bearing with the technical issues, this was a dream um, episode, and I think we covered a very important topic this, today. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, if you would like to be found on social media, where can people find you? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm private. If you want to send me a request, I might accept you. Uh, mm-hmm. W.R. Jansen, spelled the same as my last name. Uh, I like to goof around, but we'll see. All right. Awesome. Um, and you can follow me at FKA Pigs on Twitter with a Z, at Drew Haskins with Zs on Instagram, and follow at Crisis Twink Pod on both Twitter and Instagram for direct updates. Um, and until next week, bye everyone. <laughs>